0: This is something I have observed in my 30 plus years of traveling to over 50 countries around the world. Every country faces its own unique spiritual battle. There are times you can land in a country and literally feel the spiritual tension, the unrest, the disturbance. All of this is called spiritual warfare. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planners who live in their country. They know their culture and language. They're very effective in reaching their own country for Christ. Get ready for an eye-opening episode. Pastor Daniel is going to share with us about the very real spiritual battle that's taking place in Uganda, even as we are listening right now. Well, it's a joy to be back with Pastor Daniel from Uganda to continue our conversation. And Pastor Daniel, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Pastor Mark. I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Things are well here in the United States. And uh, it just amazes me that we can have this conversation. Here I am uh, in my my office here. And there you are,
1: I guess, in your car office. And here we are connecting. (laughs) This is the best spot for me. I'm in my car. I have this spot because we don't have too much internet. Uh so yeah, anywhere where I get this good spot is outside at home. I have this one spot, so I don't move forward, I don't book, I don't move uh, aside. I'm just in this one spot where there is this good internet.
0: Well, God's given you a good spot, brother. Uh not only there, but all over Uganda. And uh, so today we're going to talk about something that, uh, you know, literally takes place all over Uganda, and that's the spiritual warfare and battles that you face as church planners and pastors as you're seeking to especially reach these unreached areas with the gospel. So this is going to be quite a little segment here, but Daniel, talk to us about just the spiritual battles that you face there as pastors in Uganda.
1: All right. Thanks, Pastor Mark. Yeah, as church planters in the country, uh, it, is, it is just a blessing to be able to uh, hear more from, uh, from you. And then it is also a blessing uh, to, be, you know, to be supported by 360 and to be supported by uh, people like you and, and, and Mama Tracy. People who have been able to stand Beside church planting in our country of Uganda, uh, in East Africa, and then Africa at large. Uh, What we go through over here, as you know, it is more of a spiritual warfare. Uh, This is a little different uh, from other continents. Maybe some do practice this, but I know that it's so rare, uh, like in in the US, it is a little be different from Africa but here in Africa we surely go through what we call spiritual warfare and if you are told you were to ask any pastor any church planter any spiritual leader here about spiritual warfare somebody will be able to tell you about spiritual warfare so it is real it is it is just real it is not just like uh like in stories but we are talking about something that we have seen physically, uh, whereby you, you go. Like one time when I went to, to Mokono, actually where the school is, and that was in the year 2000. When I went to this place, uh, by that time I was still young. And when I went to that place, I, I went there to, to do a conference by myself. And uh, it wasn't so easy for me to go to that place. But I left Erica at home without any amount of money, just to be truthful before you and before God. I left her without not even a coin. And by that time, I did not even have money also. So going to this place, 25, 27 miles away, I had to walk over three quarters of the journey to be able to do to go and do this conference, and then reaching to this place where we have the school now. This is the place where they do a lot of sacrificial, uh, a lot of human sacrifice. This is a place where uh, it is it is said, it is believed eh, that uh, eh, that eh, that certain Uh, has his base in this place or had his base in this place. So what happened one time is that I went there for my first time and I had nowhere to stay, to sleep for a night. So my host pastor did not have enough place for me. He was living in one bedroom house with over five children. And then he saw me as a great man of God that he could not even have me in his house so he had to get for me a place where his father used to live, but his father had passed on. And this place, this house was uh, was abandoned for years. So nobody was living in this house. So he took me over there to stay for a night. And then in this place, in this community, which is more of an Islamic community, when I went there, one uh, uh, the first night I went out for a short call around 8 PM. And it was very dark. And guess what happened was when I went out for a short call, a certain shadow came and passed by me. And as I turned my neck to follow up the shadow, my neck was stuck. It became stiff. It couldn't turn back. And I couldn't even speak. I was afraid. I felt like my body, fresh, was taken off from me. And I felt like I had gone away. In the spirit, I felt like I couldn't even move because I felt like I had no more fresh on me. And then I had to come back into the house. So my auntie had become to Help me or to uh you know bring some food for me. And I was gonna stay in that house with her for that whole week because she was one of the people who hosted me to be there. So coming back into this abandoned house, I couldn't tell her that my neck and my tongue couldn't speak again because I lost the voice, I lost each and everything. Then I just went. Straight uh, to sleep, so they did not even have a mattress, but they put me on a mat. A mat is just a very small, uh, <laughs> kind of um, uh, I don't even know how I can, but a mat is like a cloth that you put down. So, so they put a mat for me, and then uh, this is where I slept for that whole week. But when I was in this house in the night, I got a dream and in this dream i saw uh, that i was putting a light on electric light and then the whole house and the whole village like received the power electrical power that was in the dream that is what i dreamt that night but then when i woke up in the morning i could speak i could talk and then my neck was okay so the lord told me within that time, as I was meditating that evening, that morning, that he was bringing a light which was the word of God in that community, and I never knew that it was going to be so. So, in this place, this is where, uh, when I, uh, I, uh, when uh, they organized this conference, we had only like five adults and then like 150 children, so that is when I, I, I had within my spirit, like the spirit of the Lord was telling me that this community is going to be transformed, not by any other thing, but through the children, because the community had so many children. And I had the voice telling me that transformation is going to take place in this community. And many children will be used by the Lord to be able to transform this community. So, This took seven years, Pastor Mark. No, no, not even seven years. Okay, that took me some time. Then I went back and and went back. And then I started seeing some transformation. But real transformation of this place uh, took over 15 years. From 2000 to 2015, that is when we went to plant a church in this community. But this community is where they used to do a lot of human sacrifice. Many children were being slaughtered in this area because they believe eh, that the devil in the country of Uganda, that is where he had his throne. And people could take their children over there for sacrifice. And whoever could lose a child, you could find this child in the same district. And on the same community where we have the school, it is just a few kilometers away. So this is how far and this is how much uh, church planters go through in our country. So the reason why I brought up this is because the community where the school is and where the church is that we planted five years ago, this is the community one which is an islamic community Two, a community that has been practicing witchcraft and it's the district that is known in the country where witchcraft is being practiced this is the place where you go and you know (laughs) so many things will happen like you will see a lot of witchcraft and when i talk about witchcraft this is the place where they also eat people, the cannibals. This is the place where they do human sacrifice, not in the spirit, but in the physical. This is the place where you go and you'll find that uh, children have been cut off their private parts because people tend to think that when they take this to the people, they they are going to get riches. And they sacrifice mostly their firstborns because the sorcerers tell them that when you sacrifice your firstborn, you are going to get rich. So they sacrifice them and they suck their blood and they drink their blood, human blood, because they really want to get rich. And this is. one of the examples that I can give you that church plant has goes through in our country.
0: Wow. Yeah, uh, it's heartbreaking, and it just testifies again to the battle. You know, Paul talks about how we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against these spiritual principalities. Dan, you shared with me at one point, too, about this crusade and a van ride that uh, someone had something done to them in that van. Can you tell me that story?
1: Yeah, this is when we one time went to western part of Kenya, and this is where we had a very big crusade. Though we had a very big spiritual affair, Pastor Mark, you brought it so well in Ephesians six twelve that this is not that for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So we just happened to go to this place. It wasn't so easy for us to be able to go and plant a church and have a crusade in this place. So one time, as we started this crusade, people, each and every person was telling us that you cannot have a crusade in this place, but we had already hired equipment all the way from Uganda because they did not have any, any equipment. And we had invested money into this and we just happened to go. And they told us that there was not going to be any crusade there. So as the crusade was going on, so rain came down, heavy, heavy rain. And everybody realized that this rain was not a blessing from God, but this rain was a curse that the sorcerers in this area had mobilized themselves to fight against the crusade that was taking place in this area. So we prayed against this rain and we said it is not going to rain. We had to go into this spiritual warfare to pray to God to be able to overcome this kind of force. Praise be to Jesus that as we prayed against the rain, that the rain stopped immediately. But there was wind that blew up, which was almost like a tornado in a way that you could not even tell. Dust was risen. shakes everywhere. And people came to realize and they told us that, yeah, we told you that this was not going to happen. But praise be to Jesus that the crusade happened. So within this period of time, as our team, after the conference in the morning, our team went to have lunch. And on our way back, we were able to pick up a certain, certain few people in our van to come to the crusade ground. So among the people that we picked up, one of them was a cannibal and we never knew anything about it. We thought that these are the people that we are giving transport to help to go to the crusade because they are going to the same venue, to the crusade ground. So as our driver was driving, so this man of about maybe 25 years, was seated with another sister next to her, next to him. What did we see next? This guy bit off an ear of the sister. And there was a great fight in the van. We saw this guy chewing an ear and he swallowed the ear live. This is, Pastor Mark, this is something, it is not a story, but this is, something that we physically saw. This is something that when you go to the police where the crusade was, it was recorded. This is something that was recorded in the police, in the police records that this guy bit off an ear from this sister. He chewed an ear and he swallowed it. So they tried to press him by getting on his neck to be able to vomit it out, but he couldn't. And and when we went to the police to take this guy, because yeah, the, the, the glass had to break, the windscreen had to break because there was a great fight in the van, they told us that it wasn't the first time. Actually, they told us that this was maybe the second time or the third time, but they told us that the family has been practicing this. So it is a spirit that came on this young man and the spirit of cannibal, cannibalism came on him. And when he saw the ear, probably he desired to eat it up. And after that, he was taken to police, but he never knew what he did. So he, 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 soup, he souped up the blood and he was asked why he did it. He said, he has not done anything. He was like, I've not done anything. I'm normal. I don't have any problem. And I'm, I'm just going to the crusade. But then it was like, this girl was taken to the hospital an ear was chewed off and taken off from her. And this guy is like, I'm normal. I'm sober. I've not done it. And, you know, oh my goodness. This, <laughs> this is what is happening. This is what happened in one of the crusades that we had uh, in those years.
0: Wow. Well, you know, we're talking about this not to give glory at all to Satan and his demonic forces and the powers of wickedness, but to illustrate for our people that are listening right now the battles that the church planners that we support and that you uh, are part of, Daniel. Uh, this is opportunity for us to pray you know, for you guys to come alongside of you. Um, you had shared with me one other story that just kind of like, wow. And it was, I don't even know how to describe it. What It is about certain people that don't know the Lord that would go to this area and then they would be placed into a trance and actually go out to some fields and tell about what happens to some people in this particular area, Daniel.
1: Yeah, we have civil areas. In in the country of Uganda, this is very much known. And one of these areas is where we planted uh, John Bosco, uh, one of our church planters. But we, before you go to his community or to his district, there are several districts that you go through. Though even in his district, they still do this. So when you go into a place like you are a visitor, you have you are going somewhere, maybe for a visit. And if someone gets to know uh, that you are a visitor and you are meticulous, then they tend to see you as someone to help them, to be able to help them like more into the farming, into farming. So what these people will do is they will know uh, that uh, a certain home has received some visitors or a visitor. And this vista is going to help into uh, like digging their farm like an acre of land in a night. So what will happen is that you will sleep, they'll make you sleep in the night. And then your soul will be taken out in the same night. And you'll go and dig an acre of land or two acres of land in the night. And your soul and your flesh will go with you and will be brought back in the morning. So when you come back in the morning, you are already deadened by the mud because you have been out digging, but you did not see yourself like moving out in the night to dig. So they tend to capture your spirit and they also take your flesh away from your bed and they take you and they will make you dig. And then after they release your spirit and you're fresh to come back. So when you wake up in the morning, you are like, you really feel so tired and you have dirty clothes and you have your feet dirty and all your fingers dirty. And you can even ask yourself how and when did this like happen? But it's because somebody came and used you in the night because you are massaculous. You have the power to dig. You have the power to work. It's not even only digging, but they can even make you fetch water. They can even make you take care of their cattle in the night. They can make, make you feed. Like th- They can make anything that they want out of you. And this is also happening in the country Uganda so in these areas people will always say that when you go and you like a night finds you somewhere you just I mean they don't people don't walk at night you just have to walk during the time because at night when you go and like you ask that I'm going to go to uh, I've been asking for a mr. Johnson's house they will tell you that oh you want mr. Johnson's house so Most of them, if at all they practice this, they will take you to another direction. And where they take you, they they can be able to receive you and tell you that, okay, it's very night. You cannot go to Mr. Johnson's place right now. You will go there tomorrow, but you can stay here with us and we shall send you tomorrow. So by that time, that is the time that they can use you in the night so by the time they send you then the following day to mr johnson's house you have already helped them to dig to take care of their cattle to fetch water for them and they just make you work within the course of the night and by the time you wake up in the morning you have been used so you have been used by these spirits and you are just tired you are just used up so this is what is happening in some parts of the country in uganda wow You know, we can't, and
0: thank you for that, Daniel, I guess. Uh, It's just uh, amazing, you know, to hear this. Again, the physical manifestation of the spiritual warfare that takes place in Uganda is, I know, uh, just something that I'm sure our listeners right now in the United States, they're, they're finding this hard to believe, maybe. But again, I would share with you and traveling with you, Daniel, throughout all these areas and my travels throughout the world, uh, every country faces uh, the spiritual battle in a little bit different of a way. And in Uganda, it's very extreme. You know, we can't talk about spiritual warfare in Uganda without talking about Joseph Kony for a little bit. And so, Daniel, who is this guy and a little bit of his exploits and his mark on the country of Uganda? Could you tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, thanks, Pastor Mark. Yeah, about Connie, I know and I believe that uh, uh, most people have been able to uh, read about him. I know that most people know about Connie and uh, uh, they have been able to search and be able to investigate more about him. Uh, But Connie is... This is the guy who Came uh, in the country of Uganda, and then Connie uh, said that uh, he was led by the spirit of God, by God, to come and start up uh, a Golila War in our country. So he said that he was under what we call Lord's Resistance Army, which is LRA. And then he said that God sent him to fight against the government that was late in 19, uh, probably 1989, maybe 1988, 1989, or even before that. So, what happened with Connie is that Connie had spirits, as he said, that lords. So, this was a, a son born in the northern part of Uganda. People knew him, but a time came that he said to himself that he was a prophet sent by the Lord to come and fight against the government. So he mobilized men and women, and then he just told them that uh, they are going to fight against the government of Uganda. So just to give you a little history about that is that we, even the country and even the nation never knew eh, that Connie had spiritual forces. It wasn't until when the pastors and leaders, faith leaders, came to realize that Connie was not only fighting a physical war, but he was fighting a spiritual war. So what happened was that he had some kind of anointing oil that he used to smear himself with, and then he could lead his team to go and fight against the army. And this took years. Connie was uh, arrested, uh, not physically, but his men were arrested so many times. But Connie could just escape away. We could hear on the news that Connie has been uh, has been uh, surrounded by the government of by the government army, and this time, this is the last time for him to be put to death. Oh, this is the last time for him to be arrested. And two days after that, you will hear Connie outside, and he's on the radio proclaiming that he could not be arrested. Some people said that Connie could turn into a cat, a rat, a snake, uh, anything. And then it wasn't until when uh, the pastors and leaders working together with the government of Uganda, that they had to go into what we call the spiritual warfare. And this is the only way eh, that Kony, through prayers and by the support of the government, eh, that Kony was able to uh, be overcome. But I just want to let each and everybody know eh, that what Kony did in the country after these prayers, uh, that Connie and all his powers, because he had a lake, he had a river where he used to go and bathe. And in this river where he used to go and bathe, this is where he used to, 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 to uh, activate his powers. And whenever he could go into this water and all his army um, officials, uh, the, rebel, the rebels, they could all activate their powers. And then, after the church and the leaders went into this, all his powers became powerless. And what happened is that after this destabilizing all his powers, Connie, this is the time that he started uh, slaughtering people. One, he slaughtered his own first children, the firstborn, by killing him and cooking him into the cooking pot and then he ate his fresh. Not only that, but when you get into this, that he also killed so many people by cutting off their ears, cutting off women's breasts, cutting off their hands, slaughtering them, and cooking them into the cooking pots. And then he could tell his people to eat the fresh because they were trying to energize themselves into the spirit by killing and slaughtering and are uh, souping, are uh, drinking the blood of these innocent people. And that, was, that is what they were told by the sorcerers, that if I told you will want to overcome and take over and, 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 and take over the nation and overcome uh, the president, that you just have to kill the people, drink their blood and eat their flesh with all your people. So what he did is that he killed his children. He killed his wives. He killed his officials. Whenever he could feel like the spirits were telling him to do something, he would just come and kill and cook and eat. So this is what happened with Connie. But we just want to thank God that after the church prayed, because of knowing that this was not a physical battle, But this was a spiritual battle. So the church went to his area by the support of the government and there was days of praying and fasting. Each and every church was mobilized to pray. And I'm here to let you know that after these prayers, Connie has not been able to overcome the government and Connie was crushed, was beaten off, and he was able to run away out of the country. And that is the only way that Uganda received its peace. And Uganda is now stable because the church mobilized itself to pray against this man. And with the support of the government, and at the end of the day, Koni was wiped away out of the country until now. It has taken years now that Koni has never been had into the country again. He's being heard of being in the Republic of uh, probably Congo, Brazzaville or somewhere. And he's now like an ordinary man because he was overpowered by the power of the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. Wow. Uh, Daniel. (laughs) Um, This has been quite a segment. I think what I'm going to encourage us to do is actually do a part two on this. And I think we're going to wrap up right now by just, I want to have you give an encouragement to those who are listening right now, Daniel, just uh, that they don't need to fear, that there's power, you know, in the name of Jesus, that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. But what would you say to listeners right now who are hearing this and might be a little freaked out about the authority of Jesus? And then we're going to come back to another another section, and I want you to talk to us about just how you uh, teach your church planners to enter into spiritual battle and warfare and the things we need. And we're going to talk about how you guys engage the spiritual battle and you see so many people come to Christ. We're going to deal with that in the next session. But right now, what would you just say to those who are listening right now that just need to be reminded of the power of Jesus and his protection over our lives?
1: How could you encourage them? I will just bring them back into the word because the word of God is life unto us and the word of the Lord guides us in each and every area. I would come back to Ephesians chapter number six, verse number 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I love that. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against schemes of the devil. So, verse number 12, that for we do not dress against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic power over this present darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, all, to stand firm. I just want to encourage my brethren that we just need to stand firm. This is real. And we know that the devil is there. So the Bible says that he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But sometimes we just have to stand against these forces. And we just need to believe God in each and every way. I have seen God working and I have seen the mighty hand of God. And I believe that as you hear this, may you please stand and the Lord will be able to help you. You might not be able to, you might not have experienced this, but I tell you that there is a lot that we are fighting in each and every way, mostly here in Africa. But maybe you also have some other woes, not like what we are fighting against, but just stand firm and you'll be able to see the salvation of the Lord. May the Lord bless you as you stand firm in the name of Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. What a great word. What a great word that is. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Pastor Daniel, for not only describing for us the spiritual battle in Uganda, but also for reminding us about the power we have as believers over all spiritual forces of wickedness. I love it. First John chapter four, verse four says, it says, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Here's your action step of the day. Pray daily, for the indigenous church planner you are supporting. These church planners, they need our prayers, especially in light of everything we've heard today, right? You know, every time I travel to these countries and I spend time with our church planners, they always say, please, Pastor Mark, tell my supporter thank you for my $50 per month and also for their prayers. When you support a church planner with 360Serve, we mail to you, the profile of the church planner you're supporting, and it gives you a picture and their testimony. But we also include several specific ways that you can pray for your church planner. Pray for them. Additionally, we will send to you, email to you monthly, an update about the ministry where your church planner is serving. Use these updates to pray for your church planner. We're in this together, in a partnership with what God is doing in Uganda and around the world. Thank you for joining us in this episode. See you next time as Pastor Daniel will share with us several exciting stories of how so many people in Uganda are coming to know Jesus through the ministry of all the church planners being supported. Until then, may the Lord bless you.